In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and I would like to thank you for tuning in each week. We do have listeners from all over the world, so good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new with us, just let me tell you a little bit about this series. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we have talked about everything from business issues, such as digital transformation and big data, And we've talked about leadership issues such as gender gender balance, generational management, and business values. They may impact your organization or your individual career. Now, today, we're going to be talking about something that has been a part of the series in 2019. We've been doing a series on the Middle East and Africa. And today, we're going to be talking about how we can help African businesses connect to the digital world. But you have to listen to all of our shows. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In this series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Send me an email and tell me what you want to hear about on this series. Now, if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to today. As I said, in 2019, we've been doing a series with focus on Middle East and Africa. And on December 18th last year, we spoke with Jean Chawapia, who was the head of We Connect South Africa, promoting women in the supply chain in Africa. On February 19th, we took a look at the digital presence of SMEs in the Middle East with a focus on the United Arab Emirates. And we were followed by, followed that on February 12th with a great interview with Zohir Heather on digital marketing opportunities in the Middle East. So if you haven't listened to these, please listen to these shows that happened this year. But today we're going to continue the story and we're going to explore digital opportunities with a focus on East and West Africa as part of this series. Now, Africa is on the verge of massive digital disruption with an explosion of mobile uh, mobile use and the increase of cross-border data that also has a constant development on skipping what we kind of call the pre-digital generation. So Africa is is actually taking one step forward and skipping some of the things in between. But while all this is going on, only about 15% of small and medium enterprises in 
East Africa countries or select East Africa countries have a website. Now, you compare this to South Africa, which has about 30%, or you compare that to the Middle East, which has about 45%. And if you're looking at the CINDA research study on Europe, European SMEs, they have a, about 75 to 80% of small and middle, middle enterprises have websites. So when you look at these numbers, Africa certainly has some catching up to do, despite the digital disruption that's going on. At the same time, we are becoming an online economy. Today, between 80 and 90% of buyers in developed markets conduct some kind of research online before making a purchase, purchase decision. So my question is, what happens to those businesses who are not taking, getting this opportunity because they're not online? They're missing opportunities. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, our guest is an expert in digital media. Izana Raswork is the founder and CEO of Africa 118, which is a leading provider of digital marketing services to small and medium enterprises, which I'm going to call SMEs, in East Africa. Izana has over 20 years of experience in various senior general management, and also an online local search, mobile telecommunications, and consumer marketing roles. Prior to founding Africa 118, Azana was the Senior Vice President at Post Media, Canada's largest news media publisher. Before that, Izana was the Vice President of Business Development at Yellow Pages in Canada, where he led the company's entry into vertical segments, and mobile platforms. Now, his company, Africa 118, is a leading provider of digital marketing service to small and medium enterprises in East Africa with over 80 employers operating in four markets, Kenya, Uganda, Ethiopia, and Tanzania. Now, Africa 118 has strategic partners, all, all partnerships with Google here and Microsoft. So, Azana, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me, Kimberly. So let's just let's kind of start like with a general uh, picture of the economic landscape in um, Africa, focusing on Eastern and Western Africa. What what's happening in information communication and technology there? A, a lot. So it, it is it is an exciting time uh, to be uh, engaged in Africa. As you know, there's a lot of uh, economic expansion. Uh, with uh, a number of the countries uh, ranking amongst the fastest growing economies in the world. In fact, I think 50% of the fastest growing uh, countries in the world are in Africa, with, with some uh, bellwether countries like uh, Ethiopia and Ghana and Ivory Coast that are growing 7-8%. Um, and ICT is at the core of that. So a lot of these countries are leveraging information technologies to help them grow faster. And we're achieving rates that are um, still behind the rest of the world, but you have in uh, East Africa, a mobile penetration rate of 60%, uh, which is high and, and up to 80% in Western Africa. Um, so one, certainly those economies are growing very rapidly. But at the same time, uh, many countries leverage clear ICT strategies to help them become more productive and grow and grow faster. 
Is the are the governments involved in this this development of ICT and for for our listeners um, information communication technologies are they uh, are they involved in in helping this grow? Absolutely, absolutely. So, in, in t- really, in two respects, probably the biggest one. One is in investment in infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when when you when you're looking at the growth in internet penetration, mobile penetration, a lot of that is driven by uh, infrastructure investment, both by uh, government, but as well as mobile operators. Uh, so, when you're getting to 60, 70, 80 percent penetration, it means that the coverage of the mobile network is much broader outside of the cities than it used to be. Um, There is a push from a regulatory environment to encourage adoption of 3G, 4G, so broadband connectivity. So certainly there is a push from an infrastructure investment, making it a more open regulatory environment so that mobile operators um, also um, see the benefit of moving Moving into new uh, technologies, um, but at the same time, I think that there's uh, some governments and many of them that have a clear ICT strategy, but they're also showing the example. Um, so what I like to see is uh, some governments, like in Kenya, where they have an e-government initiative, where a lot of the um, paperwork uh, that used to be done uh, physically or manually is done online. So getting a business registration, you can do it all online. Now, which which used to be um, you know a complex process when you went uh, physically, you know much faster, cleaner, and also drives uh, transparency. So I think certainly uh, the investment side, but also regulatory, and then showing the example with e-government, and I think that gives the population a taste of what it means to be uh, more efficient and leverage technology to 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 get services done more efficiently than before. Mm-hmm. That well, that's that's super, and 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 we're going to talk a little bit more about the development. But I mean, regulatory is is really important in moving, uh, in moving countries and and technology forward. Um, but Isana, when I th- when I think about this in Africa, I always read about this great mobile expo- explosion. Mm-hmm. You know, it just everything's mobile, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like they've skipped a generation. So, but mobile doesn't yeah. always mean connectivity. So, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be stunning for somebody that. that- uh, that uh, that hasn't been is uh, you know the the experience of 98% of Africans is is uh, uh, accessing the internet through their mobile device. So mm-hmm. uh, everything is in terms of the 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 form factor, the way that I you know browse my social media, um, how I transfer money would be uh, through my mobile. So it has a lot more. Uh, first of all, it is the primary conduit to connectivity and accessing the internet. So, you know, my, my user experience is, is on a mobile phone. Um, but but you're right, it's a lot more than that in the sense that uh, uh, because it is the unique, uh, well, or for many of for many people, the unique point of contact, I do a lot on my phone in terms of, um, you know, ascending, receiving money. Uh, you know, one of the things that would be maybe surprising is that the, the, the most popular uh, social media platform would be WhatsApp. Uh, so being able mm-hmm. to to connect, uh, you know, with others using that as a platform um, rather than uh, you know YouTube or Facebook. 
and 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 certainly uh, what we've seen is that uh, it is uh, a way of connecting but it's um, well in, in our context what we've seen is that um, there, there is a gap um, in terms of people that have uh, use of the mobile device for their personal needs um, mm-hmm. but not so much for business so what we've mm-hmm. identified as the area that we're we're focusing in on is that people have access or a lot of people have access to uh, um, connectivity or mobile device, but they're not using it for their business, um, particularly in the SME space. And that's the area of focus that we've chosen to see how can we bridge the gap between personal use and business use. Mm-hmm. Well, that that makes a lot of sense because if if the quote uh, the what we said before with only fifteen percent having websites, but but ninety eight percent using mobile devices on a personal basis, there is that gap between business and personal. So what what you're telling us is that the SMEs just are are not as digital, even though the SMEs, you know, small and, small and medium businesses are the backbone of any kind of economy. Okay. And, and you're telling us they're just not digital yet. Yeah, exactly right. So, so, so the optimist in me says, uh, the, the great thing about sitting in our markets is that we know the future. So we actually <laughs> know that, uh, you know, uh, and you mentioned, I think, earlier on, Kimberly, you know, I think 70, 80 percent of uh, SMEs in your, in developed countries are online. So mm-hmm. the, the optimist in me says, you know, we know the future. We know that we're going to get there. The pace is uh, what we find too slow. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of missed opportunity by the fact that, uh, you know, despite the fact that a lot of our business owners, SMEs are online, you know, when they're using, you know, we, uh, sort of uh, different uh, WhatsApp, other applications, um, understanding how this actually helps them grow their business is something that we need to drive, make faster, because we know that um, um, that SMEs uh, that are online grow twice as fast as those that are not online. Um, so we know where we're going. We just need to move there faster, and then we need to put in place the right programs and tools uh, f- to help them get there and understand how to benefit from that faster than than they would uh, normally. And that's sort of what we set our business up to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it, it, on the online, so so we know that the SMEs aren't there yet, and I want to come back and talk about that. Um, but but the platforms that are there okay are they're mostly big platforms okay they're um, big companies with big technology and are they kind of just dominating the space right now the the online yeah, digital yeah, space so, so, yeah no absolutely so, so still the the big players you know google facebook uh, those yeah. would be the the biggest uh, platforms the great news for us is that uh, recently uh, Jumia, which is uh, a homegrown e-commerce platform uh, in Africa, based in Lagos, did their IPO. Uh, they 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 were the first African tech unicorn. They're worth three billion dollars. That is a homegrown solution in the sense that mm, it's uh, people shopping online, um, and then all the getting a boda boda, like a little motorbike, <laughs> to bring the <laughs> package to you. So you're right that there's the big players are there, but we have some you know some some of our own uh, African players that are gaining some traction as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's connected. That's connected to giving SMEs motivation. I mean, if I'm if yeah. I'm an SME yeah. in yeah. the market and I see it's only the big players, but then I see here's a local African comp- 
yeah. company making, yeah. then I'm more motivated. Yeah. And yeah, so we're going to take a short break, Zana. And I, when we come back, I want to I want to continue talking about this SMEs um, because you, we're talking about the motivation of getting them online and how important it is. And I know that you have a project that you're working on to help SMEs in East and West Africa get online. I'm going to talk about that after the break. So for our listeners, we are talking with Azana Raswork. He's the founder and CEO of Africa 118, which is the leading provider of digital marketing services to SMEs in East Africa. And we've been talking about the state of digital in Africa and the development and what the landscape looks like. As I said, when we get back, we're going to talk about how we can help SMEs get online. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Azana, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn under Azana Raswork and also on the website africa118.com, on the website infomobi.com and the website taskmobi.com. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can connect with me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group, Leadership Beyond Borders, or go to my website. Leadership Beyond Borders is a program sponsored by CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association, and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020. CINDA also helps SMEs in Europe with digital advancement, and CINDA does market research and is a thought leader in digital and conducts conferences in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Cinda's local search conference will be held in Lisbon from October 13th to 16th this year. If you're interested, please go to www.cinda.com. And with that, we're going to take a short break. We will be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, and today we are speaking with Izana Raswork. He's the founder and CEO of Africa 118, which is a leading provider of digital marketing services to SMEs in East Africa. Now, before the break, he gave us a little bit of an overview of what's going on in the African market, which, Izana, it's amazing because it's just in this digital explosion Mm -hmm. and um, we were talking about even though we're having this digital explosion SMEs that small and medium enterprises are still being a little bit left behind and I'd like to talk about that in this segment but first Azana can you tell us about your company Africa 118? Uh, With pleasure yeah so Africa 118 Uh, Our mission is to help African SMEs get discovered for them to be able to tell their stories. And the uh, history of it, or or why I founded it, was actually uh, uh, rooted in frustration. I'm originally from Ethiopia. I was working in Canada as the VP of Business Development at the Yellow Pages. And a lot of the mission at the Yellow Pages in Canada at the time was to help small businesses move beyond the print product and then get online. So how do they get discovered using websites and all those? And so that was my job in the Canadian context. Uh, But what I found is every time I went back to Ethiopia, uh, trying to find any small business was difficult. You'd get in the car, drive around, a lot of frustration. Um, So that's where we started off by saying, how can we help uh, small businesses um, get discovered? And we set up our business to be able to do that. So One, being able to index them by having a database of businesses. We have about a million businesses in our database, small businesses that we've classified by segment, by location. The second thing is helping these businesses get online by offering them websites, um, uh, placement on Google, on Facebook. And then the third thing is by helping uh, consumers find these businesses through a couple of platforms that you mentioned, one being Infomobi and the other being Taskmobi. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I, I, you know, I can, I just have in my head this picture because I, you know, I've been to quite a few uh, countries in Africa just trying to find things because it's, you know, looking up things and, and saying, where can I find this or where can I find that? Yeah. And, you know, this is, it, it's getting much better and due to your help. Okay. Um, but it, it is, it, it was difficult yeah. a few years yeah. ago. No, yeah. A lot, yeah. lot of, a lot, a lot of wood, wood to chop and it, it's a, few they like it's uh trying to find a vet you know trying to find a vet for your right. it's you will you will spend days trying to do that and saying these things are actually solvable uh it's just making sure that um we can get through to the smes and help them understand that in fact hundreds of thousands of people are looking for their services locally and internationally it's just that you need to be present you need to answer the mm-hmm. call and so we come up with uh, solutions that are that are accessible um, to to people that are not online savvy, but uh, certainly want to grow their business, and and we have many examples over a thousand customers, with whom we've had um, you know positive success by doing that. Mm-hmm. And and with this, so you've had success in the countries you're working on, but you're starting a new project because this is uh, what I've read, and uh, this is really important to you, and and you're starting a new project to help SMEs understand that. Could you tell us a little bit about this project? 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's actually how do we move faster? So that's really what mm -hmm. the project is about, is by giving um, a thousand um, SMEs. Uh, it, so we're doing um, this, the project. We're starting in Tanzania. We're expanding to Ghana and to Mozambique. And, and the idea here is to do a pilot project where we'll take a thousand SMEs and we will actually finance their online presence. So we'll give them a website with the idea being that a lot of the challenges that we face as we approach small businesses is, is uh, there's sort of three problems that we find. One of them is awareness. Like, does it make a difference for me to be online or not? <laughs> the answer is yes. But we, <laughs> yeah. the, the second is uh, expertise. So if I wanted to be online and get a website, how would I do it? What would I need to do? And the third is cost. Um, so in many countries, what we find is it's primarily a freelancer market. A lot of uh, people that may have an IT background uh, but in fact, what happens is they charge maybe too much <laughs> for what they do. So a lot of ne mm -hmm. negative experiences. And so in this pilot project, what we're doing is taking a thousand businesses in different segments and saying, you know what, try it for a year. Try it for a year. Mm -hmm. So we'll fund it. And uh, we're selective around who we bring on the platform. And the idea is that at the end of that year, we'll have enough case studies to be able to show other businesses because that's usually how they make decisions. You know, so somebody... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a bed and breakfast down the road from me actually did it and tried it. So create a thousand case studies in each of these countries with the idea being that would be a catalyst for others to come on board. And so we're making the plunge um, uh, with some partners to, to choose a thousand each of these countries and say, try it, see it, you'll see the benefit. And, and we're quite confident that we'll see the same kind of results that we've seen in the countries that we currently operate in Kenya, Uganda and Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, are you, so are you doing this as Africa 118 or do you have other partners working with you on this? Yeah, in fact, it's a partnership. So we're doing it um, with the Norwegian um, Development a Agency, so NORAD. And essentially, we fund 50% and they fund 50%. On their side, um, their intent is to show that... Um, online presence or digital connectivity drives employment. So they have an enterprise development for jobs program. And in mm -hmm. fact, uh, what we see, uh, and you know this, Kimberly, is that uh, businesses that are online grow faster. Businesses mm -hmm. that grow faster create jobs. So mm -hmm. their intent is to prove that by being online, they can drive employment. Ours is part of our mission and saying, can we actually accelerate the adoption so that all these small businesses, you know, the bed and breakfast, the exporters, all of those don't miss opportunity while it's available for them today so that the internet is, you know, our, our, our basic thesis is the internet is there today, active with customers and not something that's going to be there in three years, five years time. And so uh, we've partnered up with them uh, to, to, to provide this access to the thousand businesses I mentioned. Well, that that's a great partnership from NORAD, and and with the focus on on proving that as businesses grow, it helps employment is really important to the social development in the area, isn't it? Exactly right. And in fact, you know, we did actually pilot this program in Ethiopia, and and, and we we did prove that point. So in fact, it's it's an extension of a, of an initial pilot that we did, where we did the same project with a thousand businesses in Ethiopia, and and what we found was that um, there is a positive correlation. So every company that we worked with 
generated um, an, an incremental two to three jobs that they wouldn't have hired if they hadn't if they didn't have the online presence. Um, so when you take that, you multiply it out. It's over ten thousand jobs that were created. Wow! And so multiplying that across the different countries, I mean, they've seen it as being an innovative uh, way to uh, make an investment in capacity building. Um, and at the same time, what we've done is to make sure that, you know, even though we we were a catalyst, like we got them online, after that, the companies take responsibility for their mm -hmm. own investment. So we don't keep mm -hmm. doing it. It's just the first year. You try it. You see it. Yep. If you like it, you keep going. If you don't, and some businesses didn't see an impact, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, they, they would, you know, they, they would, there's no commitment on their part, right. uh, but certainly what we're seeing is that um, there, there is that, <laughs> so in real terms, the connection is there between, you know, getting online and then being able to grow my business. And that's an incredible measurable Im um, impact okay, on, on the employment. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the businesses. So you said that, you know, how did you, you talked about segments. How did you decide what the segments would be that these businesses come from? You know, the easy one is that um, in certain categories, the business owners that you'll speak to in, in like, you know, let's say you take uh, take uh, Kenya or Uganda, take any, they actually know that their customers are online on that side. So if you're an exporter, um, you know, exporting gemstones to Asia, you know that the person on that side will check you out online mm -hmm. before you see them. So, our, you know, the, the, very, the very first thing is, is um, a group of... Um, exporters that were going to Scandinavia uh, for a trade show. And then what they realized is that when they arrived, a lot of the people that were on that side, it was in Norway, um, were, wanted to find out more of what they did, but they couldn't explain it because there's communication challenges. And what would have been much easier would be for them to have said, here's a website, here's my, you know, my fashion, my gemstones, my coffee, my honey products, and be able to give the importers a good sense for what they're doing and then move the transaction much faster. So what's easy is that if you're in the export segment, if you're in travel or tourism, or if you're in services, um, a lot of these um, business owners actually realize that if, uh, that um, their customers will have found them online, well, are, are online, <laughs> and then if mm -hmm. they actually... Uh, place themselves where in, in a way that's distinctive, they will get um, more business. So, so we really focused in on those things. So, export in um, tra uh, travel and tourism. Um, so, if you're in a you're a bed and breakfast around the university in Addis, you know what? There's a lot of students that are coming for exchange programs to Ethiopia that are looking for a bed and breakfast. And lo and behold, if you're there, uh, you'll be able to grow. So, we, so we chose as uh, initially. Um, segments or categories where we where we know that the businesses are quite sensitive uh, to the internet, and that by getting them there, they should see you know very quick traction. Um, so we try to you know put all the chances of success on the side of um, the, the businesses that we selected. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. I mean, if I if I go to Norway to to sell gems and and I, I don't have a website, that must be really difficult. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, can't, I, I can't imagine selling anything without a website. To be honest, yeah, and exactly, exactly, exactly. So once you see it, you'll see the impact. But uh, yeah. it takes a little bit of uh, you know awareness, uh, making people you know trust. You know, it's it's around. You know, when I do it, I will see an impact and and trying to get them just to move a little bit further around that decision curve because again we. You know the future is just making the future come faster mm -hmm. than it normally would. 
and and in this in in this you had you said you had this pilot and and I'm curious as you as you talked to these companies okay and yeah. you started to build these websites how was their level of of engagement and first in building and then understanding of of what needs to be there because we see that in small businesses all over the world okay it's not just about the businesses in east africa or kenya or ghana um you know they're in the business of selling gems okay not in the business of websites so how how was that understanding process and explanation yeah. process. Yeah, a lot of hand-holding. That's what we've realized mm-hmm. is, in fact, we need to be engaged with them along the journey, uh, which is slightly different from just building it and uh, going away. So, in fact, in our program, what we call it a digital starter pack, we do help the business in terms of getting a good professional website. It's mobile-friendly. It's search engine optimized. All the things that make sure that it gives them a good professional presence. In fact, what we found is that the servicing part of it, so making sure that we're connecting with them every two to three months to give them stats around how things are going, um, adjusting if things are not working well, helping them understand that. So we had one example um, of, uh, of a business that uh, is in the cleaning services business. So it's not an export business, but it was in the mm-hmm. you know building, building cleaning services. And they got a big contract from a Chinese company that was moving uh, into Addis. And, um, and uh, they, they, they weren't exactly sure how did that company find them. <laughs> and in yeah. fact, it was just that. The, the company was moving in. They're looking for a service provider. They saw this company had an online presence for cleaning services. They got the contract and they moved on. So even making the connection uh, between what it is that they have and then how is it that they're growing is something that we needed to do to reinforce it so that you have the connection between the online presence and the business owner. And not necessarily that those two things are independent. And when they are, then um, then, then you find that, uh, they're, that you know, the gaps are not there. We're not getting the full mileage. So making the connection and then sharing success stories. So telling mm-hmm. the cleaning service company, this is actually, and then sharing that with others. The fact that the exporters are now getting, you know, uh, at least coffee exporters are getting new business and new markets. The better job we do at keeping in touch with them and sharing success stories, the better the message gets out there. So it's not purely a technology play. It's actually connecting the two things and helping them become better business managers by helping them understand where they're getting the new business from. It must be really exciting, okay, you know, uh, when you're we're dealing with these businesses, but they're kind of like that, like, oh my gosh moment, yeah. you know, I mean, it's really, <laughs> exactly. really really working and um you know it, it and it must be must be quite fun too uh, so, yeah, yeah yeah this, this is yeah, such an this is such an exciting project. Um, and there's one other aspect of the project that I want to talk about, but I'm not going to reveal it yet. We're going to take a break, okay, and um, come back. And, and I want to talk a little bit more about how you're selecting these 1,000 businesses after the break. And for our listeners right now, we are talking with uh, Izana Rostak. He's the founder and CEO of Africa 118, which is the leading provider of digital marketing services to SMEs in East Africa and is now expanding in uh, more countries. And he has 20 years of experience in various senior general management, online, local search, and mobile communications and consumer marketing roles. And he, along with NORAD118 uh, and NORAD, are doing a fantastic project in East Africa to help M- 
SMEs get online and understand the power of digital marketing. And that's what we've been talking about right now. And when we get back, I just want to go a little bit further into this project because there's one aspect of this project that I find really interesting. And I'm going to ask you about that after the, after the break. So I'm going to keep the suspense here for our listeners. Okay. And if you want to reach out to Azana, you can reach out to him on his website, Africa118.com or on infomobi.com or taskmobi.com. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group, Leadership Beyond Borders, or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Leadership Beyond Borders is brought to you by the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, which is one of the reasons I'm really excited about this project and what we're going to talk about when we get back. But for now, we're going to take a short break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. And today we're speaking with Azana Raswork, and he's the founder and CEO of Africa 118, which is the leading provider of digital marketing services to SMEs in East Africa. Now, we've been, we, in the first segment, we took a look at kind of the landscape of digital and the digital explosion and the mobile explosion happening in Africa today. And then we just talked about a fantastic project that Izana is doing with NORAD on trying to help SMEs get online and help them understand the power and the impact of digital. And he's doing that with Africa 118 and NORAD. And NORAD has 
also the goal of trying to measure how digital expansion can help employment. But there's something else you're doing in this project, Azana, when I read about the project that really, really excited me. And um, that is that you are focusing on trying to make sure you get 50% of these businesses are run or managed by female entrepreneurs or managers. Can you tell us about that? At least 50%. At least 50. <laughs> at least 50. We're, we're at least 50. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to stop at 50, right? Okay. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Um, so, so, in fact, yeah, that is, that is uh, one of the, um, you know, one, one of the goals in terms of um, one of the measures of success of the initiative. So certainly we know that um, in, in the African context, uh, women don't have the same access to opportunities, particularly from an entrepreneurship standpoint as men do. So this would be, and, and the internet is a great leveler. <laughs> so it's, mm-hmm. it's one way of providing opportunity in, a, in, a, in, a, you know, in an accessible way. Um, so yeah, so the goal would be to make sure that at least 50% of the um, companies, SMEs that we support are either owned or led by women. One of the interesting insights is that when we started our pilot, um, I was telling you about a trade delegation that went to Scandinavia. It happened to be a trade delegation um, from the Center for the Advancement of Women's Economic Empowerment. Um, they went on the trade show. They found that the results were not as great as they liked because there was not a connection with the Scandinavians. And so th- that was the first group that we piloted there. Actually based in Ethiopia, a strong uh, leader was at Undergist, and and uh, what we did is we put all those women online. They are fashion designers, um, they're coffee exporters, honey exporters. They're in the events business, and fantastic results in the sense that they embraced the technology. They worked with us to tell their stories, and you have all kinds of anecdotes around a fashion designer that was invited for a trade uh, fashion show in the U.S that got good results, um, a woman that had uh, coffee, uh, that entered the German market with her coffee products where she wasn't there before. So we found it was a great uh, um, case study um, for um, you know, a, a, women, a women-led group where the results were good and they embraced the technology and worked with us on it to get the results. So then the, the, the idea was how do we scale that by taking what was a small group to a thousand um, in Ethiopia, I think about uh, we, we I think we managed to get about forty five percent of the the companies we supported were women led, and that's double double the ownership rate. So typically around twenty percent of businesses are either led by women, and so this was double the rate. But we still have uh, work to do, and uh, as we expand this program to Tanzania, we, we're we're um, we're, you know, we're targeting that 50%, and to do that, we're working with, um, there's a Women Chamber of Commerce and all that, because what we find is that there's disproportionate returns uh, when we do find organizations that are led by women. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, because women do it better, but I won't do that on the show. Okay. <laughs> but no. Our, our experience so far has been, yes, so there's, less, there's much more openness to embracing uh the, the the opportunity so you know we're, yeah. we're also motivated by by success so so we, and we're, that's what we're seeing yeah. well you know I, this kind of goes hand in hand and I do a lot of um, a lot of shows on on diversity and women and um, also we had a little while ago I said the um, head of we connect which is women in the supply chain from South Africa and the statistics I'm reading which are really interesting I mean for example Ghana 
according to the MasterCard Index of winter, Women's Entrepreneurs, is, is leading the world right now um, as fast fastest growing country in women entrepreneurship. And then there's other areas, you know, such as the sub-Saharan Africa is also leading its way with female entrepreneurships that are really growing and really fast. But the, the other thing you're reading, even those that are coming, you know, they, these statistics are growing. Um, it's a tendency of of women not to ask for help. So, so you've set, you know, this quota. Um, how are you going to really get get to reach them? I mean, you've talked about women's groups and and chamber of commerce, and just to make sure you find those entrepreneurs. Uh, through partnerships, so so we're certainly uh, we're we're active in that. So, women's development and entrepreneurship program. There's a number of initiatives um, that are uh, that are underway in in several uh, African countries to support uh, entrepreneurship amongst women. And uh, so we don't reinvent the wheel in this one. So we identify associations that are strong. Um, as I mentioned, the Women's Chamber of Commerce in Tanzania. And really, what you find is that there's a lot of uh, ex- um, you know, there, there is, there's just a, a, a strong acceptance of uh, initiatives. So um, for us, it's actually an easy integration point where if they have activities going on, if they have events going on, we'd like to come, we'd like to present. And the great satisfaction from, an, from our standpoint is the adoption rates are quite high. So mm-hmm. on one end, you're right that there's less resources available. But when we find the right groups, we find that the acceptance, the adoption is high. The fact that the um, the success stories are well shared. I mean, I just received before before we started talking. It was a it was a woman um, in in Nairobi that was telling me that uh, that was sent and actually it was just as a th- as a thank you note basically to say I participated in one of your skills development workshops. Uh, you helped me with um, a website. I'm seeing that I'm getting orders that I wasn't getting before. I've hired two more people to work in my shop with me. And so what you're finding is that if you can get to the right um, points in terms of um, you know, connection, um, mm-hmm. then uh, through partnerships, that then the, 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 the benefits spread around uh, quite rapidly. So, so we actually do it proactively. And mm-hmm. uh, th- there are a number of strong um, organizations in place. So, so our job is just to find them and then to show them that they're, they're, we, can, we can increase their reach or their impact uh, by integrating our programs with what they are doing already. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a great story from Nairobi. And then, then there you have that employment effect. She just hired two more people. Okay? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that's great. Uh, are there any other social effects that you're seeing from from the test pilot and or social effects that you are expecting from this? You know, one of the things that we measure um, uh, is um, confidence. So in mm-hmm. fact, one of the things so we measure certainly the the impact uh, in terms of the actual jobs that were created, um, but then we also measure um, the the confidence level of the businesses in terms. So it's it's a bit like having a business card. You know, when you show up mm-hmm. at a meeting and you don't have a business card, sometimes you feel like you're <laughs> you you may not be uh, as you know as as professional as yep. if you didn't. And what we do is we measure that, and we find that that actually drives. Um, significantly. By having a website, it means I'm a real company. It means that, for example, if there's a tender going out and there are companies being shortlisted, I can give them the, my website. I can give them a professional email wow. address. 
And that means I have more to give. I have more to offer. And that by itself means that the business owners, especially if they're women-led, means that they they feel the, the additional confidence to grow and to expand because there's something professional backing them up that shows the story that they're telling is legitimate and they have, you know, a reason to grow. So certainly we look at the job impact, but there's other sort of side benefits in terms of, you know, professionalism, confidence that we measure. Um, that also translates into those businesses growing faster, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and and you know, and just make, doing our piece to help them present themselves in the best possible right, and then win, you know, whatever whatever business or strengthen the relationship with their existing customers. Yeah, that's a really important point because confidence uh, around women entrepreneurs. If you read a lot, I mean, it, it's tough. First, it's tough to be an entrepreneur, period. Okay, and then and then you know to to be a female and start out as an entrepreneur, it's it's very difficult. And this confidence issue is fantastic. That's a great that's a great effect. And education, I can imagine, also sure. is on it because yeah, you know absolutely. educational. They're learning more about digital. Yeah, and yeah, and and yeah. you see the level under of understanding is it? Do you see it kind of growing and? Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, we have another program that we're that we work with Google, which is a digital skills program where we reach out to a million SMEs. So we've trained about a hundred thousand of them in Kenya. We're expanding into Tanzania, and yeah, that may be another segment. <laughs> but in that <laughs> case, uh, what what we do is we actually measure that when they come out of it, they're more aware, they make better decisions, they understand how to use Facebook as a business tool, what my website is. So you're absolutely right. It's it's the confidence, but it's also just being aware of the things that are available to me, some of which I can do myself, some of which I need help, but certainly mm-hmm. that helps them become you know more savvy. Um, and, and again, the internet being the great leveler, I don't need a PhD to be able to 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 take advantage of a tool that's that's available to me today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. So we're we're starting to get towards the end of our show, and I um this is this is absolutely amazing and been fantastic. And I just I just want to kind of ask you: if, we have a lot of listeners from all over the world, and and we're talking about you know the state of ICT and digital in Africa, and this program that's helping SMEs. You as as an ambassador for for digital in Africa, if you had a message that you want to give to all our listeners, what would that be? Um, it would be take advantage of the opportunities that are around you. So there, there's a few tools, resources that are available. So I think that the, the skills program that we run together with Google is in most countries in Africa. So if you reach out and look for the Google Digital Skills Program, I think that there's probably a session happening around you. Maybe online is available, but not available to everybody, but it's a face-to-face session. I think that, as I was mentioning, there's a number of programs that we we plug into in terms of in, in women's entrepreneurship programs that are available. So what I always find is that um, there are resources available, but people may, may not know about them. So I think it would be to take advantage of what is uh, uh, available um, uh, today and then to, I think, to share experiences, which, which is what we try to do is to you know, within our social media handles, sort of share any knowledge we have, any experience that we have, and try to create communities around uh, businesses that are having success or, um, you know, with different programs so that we can get the word out and get mm-hmm. there. So I, I would say one is le- leverage the resources available. And I think at the same time is just try to be good at what you do. So I think that there's, again, the internet is, is available to 
in terms of knowledge. I think what I find is that, you know, there's other countries that may have done things ahead of us. So as much as possible, let's learn from what's happening awesome. and, and try to customize for our own environment. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today to be with us and tell us about this program and tell us about the state of digital in Africa. It's been really enlightening. And um, for our guests, if you want to reach out to Inzana, you can reach out to Izana on on LinkedIn. Um, He's under Izana Raswork, and I'll spell that. It's E-Z-A-N-A-R-A-S-W. W-O-R-K, or you can go on to his website, africa118.com, infomobi.com, or taskmobi. You can reach out to him to find more out about this project. And you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. It's a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy and CINDA, the Search and Information Association Europe. CINDA provides market research as a thought leader on digital and conducts conferences in the, in the European and Middle East and Africa region. CINDA's local search conference will be held in Lisbon from October 13th to 16th, so join them there. And if you're interested in that conference, go to www.cinda.com. And Leadership Beyond Borders, at Leadership Beyond Borders, they provide training with a focus on digital transitions, digital agencies, and have the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, which specializes in diversity, C-level development for women. If you'd like to contact me, contact me, Kimberly Lewis, at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or visit my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And don't forget to download us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. So, Izana, one more time, thank you so much for being with us and for the time today. Thank you, Kimberly. Okay. And for our listeners, thank you for listening again. And please tune in to us next week. We are live Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you again and until next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.